Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And welcome to the Charlie James Show on your Tuesday afternoon. So glad you joined us. Uh, we got a uh, absolute truckload of things to talk about today, as we always do, right? I mean, these days, with everything that's going on in this country, there is no limit to the topics that we need to discuss because every single one of these things is unbelievably important. Here in South Carolina, we've got this constitutional carry bill uh, that we've been telling you about for the past um, past little while now. And what has really been amazing is how well you folks have responded to this. Um, it really is indicative of just how much power you have when you band together and you work in unison because there are so many more of us than there are them. And, and, and we've been telling you to do things like, or asking you, we don't tell you to do anything, we ask you to uh, contact your lo- st- local legislature about the rules change in the House. We ask you to contact them about James Smith. We've also got some news about that coming up that's quite disturbing. Um, and we ask you to get in touch with them about constitutional carry. So the House sent over this bill of constitutional carry to the state Senate. The state Senate, and I've used this term before, they blew their nose on it and sent it back to the House with this ridiculous Amendment 36 that is in this bill. And what that would basically do is it would take and it would create two classes of citizens, two classes, citizens that have concealed weapons permits, their CWP and citizens that don't. And if these two citizens are caught in the same violation, the person with the CWP does not get as stiff a sentence as the person without. Now, that is not equal representation under the law. In fact, that is constitutional. So the folks in the House now are having a, well, they're in in quite the quandary about exactly what they need to do. Because now, if they do not concur, then it goes to um, committee. And this committee will decide what the final bill looks like, right? It goes to conference committee. If they decide not to concur, well, if they decide not to concur, it goes to conference committee. If they decide to concur with this bill that includes this ridiculous Amendment 36, then I th- a lot of people are going to be very upset with them. However, I don't think we should be because the folks in the House right now are in a quandary. They're between a rock and a hard place because of the actions of the Senate, and I think the Senate knew this. And not only that, also um, uh, the, the uh, rhino Republicans in the House, they also know this. Okay? So if they do not consent, then it goes to conference committee. So then you got Luke Rankin, 
deciding who's going to be on that committee and, and some other people will be there. And there's a good chance that this bill does not make it out of committee. Okay, that's if they do not concur. If they do concur, then the House will go to, then the bill will go to the governor's desk and the governor, as he has indicated, will sign a constitutional carry bill and we will have constitutional carry here in South Carolina, even though it has that ridiculous amendment in it. Now, hold on. That amendment will be challenged in court. And because there is a severability clause in this bill, if that amendment is ruled or deemed to be unconstitutional, that gets taken away. That goes away. But the rest of the bill remains. So you take the chance here. You either take the chance of putting this thing in conference committee with a chance that it never gets out. They cannot come to any sort of a resolution on this and it just dies. Or you sign it, send it to the governor, let the courts work out that particular detail. Okay? All right. So that, that's where you are right now. But it, but it gets even weirder here. It gets even weirder than Amendment 36 because, you see, there are some people, let's say, uh, this, is, this is kind of interesting. Let me just uh, get this right. I've got it on my phone, so I'm trying to. Uh, notwithstanding any other provisions contained in this article, the following persons who possess a valid permit points to this article may carry a concealable weapon anywhere in the state. Notwithstanding, again, Notwithstanding any other provision contained in this article, the following persons who possess a valid permit pursuant to this article may carry concealable weapons anywhere in this state, active members of the General Assembly. So what what this does is it basically, basically makes three, now, now three classes of citizens. So you got the citizens with the CWP, who have, will have the constitutional right to carry. Then you have people who don't have the CWP, who also have the constitutional right to carry. And now you've got members of the state legislature <laughs> who are basically absolved from all of it. So now you've got not just one, but three different, oh my goodness, gracious, unbelievable, unbelievable what's going on. Man, I'm telling you what. That's why when I tell you, and I think the last text that we got on the text line last night was, Charlie, you got to explain to people just how important it is to vote. And I agree. First thing we got to do is we got to take care of our own house, our own house here in South Carolina. And you can even go a little smaller and say, we got to take care of Greenville County. You take care of Greenville County, then you take care of the house, then you take care of Washington, D.C., Charlie, I don't think we're going to need Congress to give us constitutional carry. I think we're getting very close to a civil war. The carry part is going to take care of itself. You might be right. You might be right. But until then, we, uh, we, we need it. But here's the thing. At least we need this victory, right? The, Ameri- the, the people of South Carolina need this victory to join, what, 27 other states in having the, our constitutional rights guaranteed to us by the state legislature? Yeah, that would be lovely, wouldn't it? So, but again, I'm telling you, when you guys get together and you ring their phones, they listen. They absolutely listen. So maybe you're wondering, how do I get involved? And I get this question all the time. 
Charlie, how do I get involved? How do I get involved in politics, in the state? Maybe I want to run for office. How do I do that? Well, here's what I want you to do, because coming up on Monday, there's a brand new organization. I've been talking to these people for months now. I mean, ever since the uh, basically the, the inception, the genesis of this organization, and coming up Monday night, they're going to have their official launch. It is the Greenville Patriot Caucus. Greenville Patriot Caucus. Let me just read to you from their website, their vision, inspiring the advancement of liberty, the eradication of tyranny, and the preservation of rights for all. Their mission, to provide a positive and empowering experience for conservatives to build bridges through local action, partnership, and political participation. That's the key part, political participation. You, We all, every single one of us, need to be more active politically because nothing affects you more than, oh, I, you know, Charlie, I just don't get involved in politics. I just, well, then guess what? Politics is going to get involved in you if you sit back and you let it. So coming up Monday night, there's going to be a, a launch party. That's going to be awesome. And I'll give you some details about that coming up in just a little bit. But it's going to be Monday night. Would love to you for you to, uh, to see us come out there. I'm going to be moderating this. And it really is. It's going to be pretty amazing. In fact, it's going to be incredibly amazing. Because you can actually get on there. And listen, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. All the usual suspects, all the usual suspects, they're already lining up to speak out against the Greenville Patriot Caucus. They're calling them a splinter group. No. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. But I don't really care. I think sometimes we need splinter groups. So they're having the launch for the Greenville Patriot Caucus that's coming up February the 12th, 6 to 8, at the Hughes Main Library. Dwight Loftus is going to be there. Adam Morgan is going to be there. Benton Blunt is going to be there. Amanda Brett is going to be there. Sheriff Hobart Lewis is going to be there. And I'm going to be moderating this entire evening, and I am so looking forward to it. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
You guys know how bad this border bill is that uh, Langford, in fact, it is so bad. This, how bad is it? It is, it is so bad. This border bill is so bad that even Langford is going to filibuster it. Boom, boom, hi And that's the truth. Even Langford has realized that this bill is absolutely horrible and it is not going to be passed by the Senate. In fact, it allows over a million people a day, illegal aliens, let's make sure we point that out, a million illegal aliens into our country a year, minimum, five, well, 5,000 a day, could go up to 8,500 a day, which would be even more, but a minimum of 1,400 people across our border, illegal aliens across our border. Then it would give... 75 times, not not 75 percent, 75 times more money to Ukraine to defend their borders than it would give to the United States to defend our borders. And not only that, it would also be in place for the entire second Trump term. It would go through 2030. There would be nothing that Donald Trump could do to do anything about this bill. It would be, this is a, this is a wide open border policy that these folks in the House, or I'm sorry, in, in, in the Senate in Washington have put forward. So how does Nikki Haley feel about it? Oh, well, she thinks it's irresponsible for Republicans to kill this bill. It's irresponsible, she said. She said, don't sacrifice national security. Nikki Haley, do you not realize that this bill is going to allow more illegal aliens in? The Haley humiliation continues, according to Breitbart. Republican presidential candidate, former Governor Nikki Haley, said yesterday on Fox News Channel's Your World that Republicans are being irresponsible with your national security by killing the bipartisan border deal because of former President Donald Trump's criticisms. You know what? Here's the thing, though. Here's the funny thing, Nikki. You're going to get a kick out of this, Nikki. Hold on. I haven't heard anybody talk about Trump's criticism of it. Nobody. They didn't need... Nobody has said, you know, Donald Trump is against this, so I'm... no. You could obvious, pretty obvious for everybody that this is a horrible bill. And she's, again, one more time trying to blame Trump for something that the Democrats and the Rhino Republicans did. Nikki Haley's trying to blame Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. Boy, she's, she's coming up at seven. It's the Nikki Haley show on CNN. Or MSNBC. She would probably be better over on MSNBC, shouldn't we? Shouldn't she? Uh, with Joy Reid and maybe uh, get on there with Mika Brzezinski. And uh, there you go. It'd be perfect. It would be good. Maybe, maybe she's trying to get on the view. Maybe so. Everything is, she can't agree with Trump on anything. She knows this is a, well, no, let me rephrase that because I think she does know that it's a bad bill for America, but I think she's okay with what it would do to America. Because remember, Nikki Haley is a globalist. 
She loves the globalist cartels. She loves those folks. So she's going to go along with this and literally cut her nose off to spite her face. So another great, you know, embarrassment for Nikki Haley. Well, Mitch McConnell spoke about this bill in the uh, the Senate today. Let's take just a little bit of a listen here and see what he had to say. The press conference around noon today said that you shouldn't have even tried to negotiate with Democrats, said this bill was designed to fail, and that it's time for you to step down as GOP leader. What's your response to that? I think we can all agree that Senator Cruz is not a fan. The president came out and he pointedly put the blame on Donald Trump. He said it is Donald Trump's is to blame for the failure of this bill. Was Trump's opposition too much for you to overcome? Well, I've said repeatedly every month I'm not going to get into comments about the race for the presidency among Republicans. I think in the end, even though the product is approved by the the Border Council that endorsed President Trump, most of our members feel that we're not going to be able to make a law here. And if we're not going to be able to make a law, they're reluctant to go forward. Well, doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make if you don't have enough votes, if you don't have good law on the books, then why do go forward? Why would you want to go forward, Mitch McConnell? That's mind boggling to me. It really is. I mean, this guy. And he got, but again, remember that Nikki Haley is now parroting what Joe Biden is saying as well. Parroting that. So there you go. That's that's what you got from old Mitch McConnell. That's what you got from from um, I almost you know what I almost called her Lindsay Haley. That would have been that would have been pretty good. That would have been pretty good. But but this woman is I mean, it's just Trump 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 Trump. And even those reporters there on Capitol Hill, which I guarantee you none of them are 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 conservative. They're also saying, well, this is Donald Trump. Good. You know what? Good. Good. Let me say, let me be the first. Let me be the first to congratulate President Donald Trump, the 45th and hopefully 47th president of the United States for killing this border bill. Congratulations, sir. You did a great job. You're not even in office right now. And you look how much power you wield. Good for you, sir. Good for you. You've got these people absolutely scared to death. And they should be. Every single one of them. Nikki Haley is trying to play spoiler for the Democrat Party right now. She's parroting what the, 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 the Democrats and Joe Biden are saying. Yeah. So congratulations, President Donald John Trump. Another big victory for you. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Here is here's a, a, a crazy list. And I uh, Charlie Kirk put this out of the Repo- Republican members of the Senate who have not spoken out against this border bill. Murkowski, of course, Sullivan, Bozeman, uh, Crapo, Young, Grassley, Ernst, Moran, McConnell, K- 
Cassidy, Kennedy, Collins, Wicker, Hyde, Smith, Fisher, Rick. I mean, look at that. Tillis of North Carolina. Speaking of North Carolina, coming up at 406, I'm going to be talking with Brooke McGowan, wonderful woman who is running for Patrick Bowtie McHenry's district in North Carolina. That's the 10th district, just right across the border there. We're going to be talking uh, to her about her campaign and about why she decided to run. And I'll give you a little spoiler here. She went to the border to see what was actually going on. So coming up at 410, uh, I was 406 rather, we'll be talking with uh, Brooke McGowan. But uh, this is this is why when you see, and these are Republicans. Now, from what I saw, Tim Scott has spoken out about this bill. I don't know about Lindsey Graham, but Tim Scott has said no. Of course, Mitt Romney hasn't said anything about it. He's probably for it. Yay. So anyway, we know what the Democrats are going to do. So it's like you're, it's like the lock on your house. You know, there's a good possibility that somebody is going to try to enter your house uninvited. So what do you do? Well, you go get your slage lock or whatever it is, and you lock your house up. That lock is there to protect you. One of the jobs of these Republicans, supposedly, is to protect us from what the Democrats want to do to this country. And what they want to do is absolutely horrendous. Look at this. Uh, folks over at the uh, Discern Report came up with a, a brief list of just how far this country has fallen. A teacher in Massachusetts had a spotless record at school for 23 years. She was fired after she revealed the truth of what was actually going on in her school. Her crime? She informed a father and a mother that school officials were referring to their daughter as a boy and keeping it secret from them. She was fired. Number 11. There are so many radical Muslims in Dearborn, Michigan, that the Wall Street Journal has referred to it as America's Jihad capital. That ought to scare you. Number 10, the Chinese and other foreign buyers are purchasing millions of acres of U.S. farmland, but nobody knows exactly how much farmland they now own, and very few of our politicians are actually interested in stopping this. Number nine, violent carjackers are roaming the streets of Washington, D.C. And anybody that resists one of these young carjackers, well, you end up dead. This is what happened to an official that worked for the Trump administration. He was killed during a carjacking. Mike Gill has died after being shot in front of his wife during a carjacking in Washington, D.C. Number eight, a 24-year-old aide to U.S. Senator Ben Cardin that was filmed having gay relations in a Senate hearing room will not be charged with breaking any laws. However, a group of pro-life activists in Tennessee are facing 11 years in prison for peacefully praying and singing outside of an abortion clinic. 11 years. Number six, a group of migrants that was caught on camera physically attacking cops in Times Square were released without even having to post bail. And not only that, we hear that they, at taxpayer expense, have actually escaped to California. Who was the district attorney in charge of prosecuting these 
illegal aliens? Alvin Bragg, the same man that is going after Donald Trump. Unbelievable. From this, this is number five. From this point forward, every police officer in El Paso, Texas, Texas of all places, will be forced to ask for the preferred pronouns of every person they encounter. Every person. The police have to ask for their pronouns. So if you miss, oh, 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 don't you think that's, oh, wow, you can't arrest me. You just, you just misgendered me. Oh, my goodness. Number four, Western, Western Oregon University has found a great way to keep students from failing. Is it to increase their standards? No, to decrease them. They will no longer give D and F grades. They're being abolished. Oh, my goodness. My GPA just went up to 375. Thank you very much. Just the dumbing down of America. Number three. Three years ago, Portland, Oregon decriminalized the possession of all drugs. How's that going? Oregon leaders have declared a 90-day state of emergency in Portland to battle the city's uh, debilitating fentanyl crisis three years after decriminalizing the possession of all drugs. Going pretty well, right? Number two, the U.S. Navy is having a really tough time recruiting young people. And so they have done what Western, what was it, uh, Western Washington State? What was that, that college there? Uh, let me see if I can find it. Anyway, done with they, they, they're having so much trouble recruiting young people to join the Navy that they've decided to relax the requirements. You no longer need a high school diploma to join the Navy. Oh, Riding around on a nuclear sub? Great. D students. Perfect. And the number one thing that really is wrong with America, and we have, we've made fun of this a couple of days ago, but there was a social media influencer that returned a couch to Costco. A couch. Two years after she first bought it. Was there anything wrong with the couch? No, there wasn't anything wrong with the couch. Had the couch worn out? No, no. She just decided she didn't like the color. So she took it back. And she took advantage of Costco's very liberal return policy. You see, that actually makes the price of things at Costco and other stores go up dramatically. But who cares? It's for clicks. It's for eyeballs on their Instagram or TikTok page. That's all it's about. It's not about doing the right thing or being a decent human being. It's how many followers you have. That's, that could be, and, and, and I think they're actually right about this. That is probably the worst thing wrong with America right now. How many people are doing horrible, despicable things just to get eyeballs, just to get people to click in and tune into their accounts? Instead of going out and actually being a productive member of society. Because nobody's, hey, this is me working hard today. Nobody cares. This is me returning a couch to Costco. Click, 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 click. You can't. I mean, it sounds like, <laughs> I'm telling you. This whole social media influencer thing has gotten to the, the point of being way, way beyond ridiculous. But that's where we are right now. In this country.
and it's a darn shame. The carpro.com talk line, 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 71307. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you along with us Tuesday afternoon. Coming up, 4.06, I'll be talking with Brooke McGowan. She is running for Congress in the 10th District of North Carolina, just just right up there across the border from us. That is Patrick McHenry's uh, old district, so we'll tell you about that. Also, there's new reports out. Remember all the stuff that we found out about the White House and how the White House was... uh, has actually been colluding with with well they colluded with uh with Facebook they colluded with Twitter back when it was under Jack Dorsey they colluded and and the um oh oh not only that they've colluded with Fannie Willis they've colluded with Letitia James they've you know uh, colluded with all of these people now they're actually colluding with Amazon. I got that story for you coming up in just a little bit because this is amazing. It really is. And you know what? And 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 it really makes something that I was doing recently kind of make a little more sense because I was looking for something on Amazon and I couldn't find it. And I was like, why would that be? Well, now I think we will absolutely know. We know exactly what's going on with these people. Also, Another thing that is being ignored all over this country, well, not all over the country, all over the world, are these farmers' protests. Have you been keeping up with this? Farmers in France, farmers in Germany, farmers all over Europe are protesting. Tractor protests are just going through the roof. And now you know what the United Nations wants to do? The United Nations wants to debank, debank protesting farmers. Now, remember, this is exactly the same thing that Canada did with the truckers' convoy, the freedom convoy up there in, in, in Canada. So these truckers who sat in their cabs all day long, rarely came into contact with anybody, they were trying to mandate them take the jab. And they were like, we don't want to take the jab, eh? I'm sitting up here all by myself the whole day, and I'm not going to take a jab, right? So they said no. So they got together, and, and they had this convoy. So Trudeau, little sissy boy that he is, he goes in, and he shuts down these truckers' bank accounts. Not only does he do that, he has insurance companies cancel their insurance. They had their credit cards canceled. No financial transactions were these, uh, these people able to do whatsoever. Now, the Supreme Court uh, up in Canada has since decided that, you know what, yeah, this is unconstitutional and you shouldn't have done that. But what is going to happen to Trudeau? Is he going to get kicked out of office? Is he going to be censured? Is he going to be fined personally? No, of course not. Of course not. None of that's going to happen. None of it. Because they can do whatever they want to do, because that's what happens when you have an authoritarian form of government, like they do in Canada. Oh, they might think they're free, but they're not. 
I mean, it's the same way with us here. You know, you got these Democrats talking about, uh, you know, Joe Biden just said the other day that, uh, that that Trump, if he gets elected, is going to be, you know, an authoritarian. And you're starting to hear all the uh, comparisons with with Hitler and yada, yada, yada and all that BS. But we know who the actual authoritarians are. And it's the people of the Democrat Party. So there you go. Well, Toby Keith has passed away at the age of 62. He died of stomach cancer. I got to meet Toby Keith a few years back. I won the, um, the Academy of Country Music, um, the ACM Award for Radio Personality of the Year. And when I got to my hotel room in Las Vegas, uh, getting ready, uh, showed up there for the award show, in my room, there was a huge spread, a huge spread. I'm talking about champagne on ice. Um, there was a wine, there was a, a cheese and meat board. It's just grapes, fruit. I mean, it was just what a, what a uh, unbelievable spread that was put out. And on all of this, there was a card. And it said, I'll never forget this. Welcome to Las Vegas. Tonight, we celebrate you, Toby Keith. Join me at I Love This Bar tonight after the show. Well, that night after the show, a limo pulled up, courtesy of Toby Keith. And it was absolutely amazing. I, it was a wonderful night. We partied, had a great time that night with Toby Keith. Uh, a genuine, wonderful human being. a big guy, but also had a very big heart. And uh, he is definitely, definitely going to be missed. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way Help the sound, put your name at the top of his list And the statue of liberty started shaking her fist and the Toby Keith, dead 
At the age of 62, he will be missed. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.